But the Lord has some more for you. All right, so let's get into what we're talking about. We've been talking about in consideration of the whole. And so I was meditating on this, and the Lord was showing how in consideration of whole has us tracing our steps. Well, or, or maybe it challenges us to trace our steps. You know, because you ever be in a situation and you go, why am I here? Now, sometimes you could say, why are you here? And you could be so clouded and so prideful. You go, I shouldn't be here. This shouldn't be happening to me. But if you consider the whole, you may have an understanding of why you're in this position. If you will say, uh, trace your steps or, or backtrack, you know. So, so when we uh, backtrack, backtracking our steps versus choosing to be ignorant to the path of our arrival. See, so I'm on backtrack versus, you know, David, I could just be ignorant to how I got here. And then I, so, so, so that way I can justify being upset and bitter. You know, I was dealing with, was dealing with somebody this week that was upset, but they could, they could excuse being upset because they wasn't looking at how they got to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at how you got to the point, then you're not upset at all. You're like, got this honestly. I made the choice, right? Put myself in the situation. This is what the outcome is, right? Right? And so, you know, even though, you know, that conversation was in another state, uh, look at our lives. Like, are we, like, really being honest about how we got here? Because we wouldn't be complaining, would we? Because we did make some choices. Hey, do you remember the conversation that you rejected? Uh, what was we talking about? We were talking about this at uh, Bible school. And uh, Kalina, you said, I'm not going to get specific, you know, but we'll just bring up there was a situation that you made a choice, but an angel had told you a long time ago not to make the choice. But you made the choice anyway. But it cost you some years, a lot of years, we won't say specifically, but over 10 years of craziness. When all, but, but when you don't make the choice, you can kind of pretend it away. Well, not even pretend it away, it's in a blind spot. But you find yourself in situations where you're reminded of that choice. You're minded of that pool. I remember I traveled with this pro team, this uh, semi-pro team. When I, as soon as I stepped out to, to, to get on the vehicle to travel, there was a pull on the inside. I ignored that thing so quick because what I wanted to do was bigger than the pull for me. And I called it my humility tour. I had never been humiliated like that my whole life. You know, I was like Superman around kryptonite. But guess what? Why did I, have to, I didn't have to go through that. And when I started going through it, I was like, wait a minute. When I backtracked, when I considered the whole, I chose it. Right? Does that make sense? All right. So we're ignoring some things that's, that comes back to bite us in the butt. And we're ignoring people that, that are operating at a lot uh, better clarity. You know, because if I'm emotional, am I clear? If I've already locked into how I feel, am I clear? Right? If I've already committed to a certain flow, am I clear? No, I'm not clear. Right? Because I'm clouded by my emotions. I know this is the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. Do you really know? 
You're emotional. Now, do you know how many of us have been in relationships that's crushed us? Like, right, show of hands. How many people have been in a relationship that got your feelings hurt? Don't put, leave them up. Don't just, just uh, hold on a second. Just time, time. Put your hands down for a second. Ari had her hand up. <laughs> so Ari like, listen, I'm in there. I'm, I'm on this team too, right? But she probably was sincere. Because you don't necessarily have to be, it doesn't have to be a boyfriend or girlfriend, but it could be a friend. It could be a family member. Right? But, but most of us have been in, in situations where we've been crushed. And some of us, you couldn't tell us that we was going to be hurt. Right? But people try to tell us, right? But our pride, and then even after you hurt, you keep trying to fix it, but why are you trying to fix it? So everybody's not wrong? What'd you say? To save face. Is that worth dragging yourself down the same situation? All right, so, so I, just, I, just, I just wanted to, to talk about that. It's just backtracing is important. All right, so Job 14, 16. Job 14, 16. in consideration of the whole, has us backtracking some of our steps. Because now we have to consider the whole picture. You know, you go get your car fixed, they start asking you questions, don't they? Job 14, 16. They start asking you some steps. They ask you stuff, right? Did you change your oil? <laughs> right? Don't they be asking you, like, you know, have you, have you had your tires balanced? Right? And you ever, like, answer the question not truthfully because you don't want to get in trouble? Like the mechanic is going to punish you? No, they're asking you questions why. So they can look at the whole picture so they can correct the situation. When you go to the doctor, they're asking your whole history. So even if you wasn't considering your health history, they're going to ask you about it. They'll, embarrassing stuff, you know, have you... Uh, uh, had any venereal diseases, right? That question's on there, ain't it? How many of y'all lied? Nah, nah, not me. <laughs> They're asking for a reason because what's not exposed can't be helped, right? And so, so, so when you come into the kingdom, it's the same thing. You're being asked questions. We talked about this in uh, Bible school in... Uh, how to operate in godly counsel, you know, you ask discovery questions. Well, you ask questions to locate you. Anybody that's done premarital courtship will tell you there's a questionnaire. And the purpose of the questionnaire is let's get some history. You know, let's see, uh, were you raised by both parents? Because that, that, that has an effect on how you operate, right? You know, what's your relationship with God? How much time do you spend with God? What does that time look like? How do your time look every day? Right? We even ask questions about tithing. Oh, you just want to know we're going to tithe? No. P plenty of people answer no, and they still, we still counsel them. We're asking because if they're going through financial stuff, we know how to help. Right? How many uh, opposite sex relationships are, are, do you have? 
You, you, you're going to get married, right? But you're bringing along all these other friends, right? We ask these questions because all these friends might have been cool as a single, but you can't bring a single world into a covenant life. That's what be destroying folk. They keep carrying around all these people. Then they try to carry around all the old relationships and all the family members of the old relationships. Who wants to be in an exclusive relationship with you and all the other relationships and all the other family members of the relationships? Who wants to do that? You don't even want to do it. But you want somebody else. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that, that's, that's like my grandma. No, it's not. You coming with me or not? Right? So, we, so you got to consider the whole, right? How does this play out in the future? You have a, a heated discussion? Are you going to go deep or are you going to go into your friendships? I just let that marinate. Yeah, you, see, you see how some people do? Well, I don't think these my, these my peeps. Okay. All right. So, all right, so I just want to, so if a man die, I'm sorry, Job 14, 16, I forgot we, if a man die, shall he live again? That's a question, right? Uh, uh, it says, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Huh? I'm not reading that? Yeah, that's what I meant. That's not what I meant. Job 14, 14. I apologize. All right, sorry. My bad. We're going to get to 16. Start with 14, okay? It says, so if a man, <laughs> it says, if a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Thou shalt call and I will answer thee. Uh, thou will have a desire to work uh, to the work of thine hands. Look, look, for thou, for now thou numbereth my steps. That means you're paying attention to every step I take. Does thou not watch over my sin? So what it's saying is God is processing the whole picture. See, when, when you talk about chronologically numbering something, you're paying attention to every detail. When I do finances for our house, I know everything we spent. My, my wife can come home and say, babe, did you pay for such and such today? Today. Not last week. She was like, she started laughing. She's like, well, how you know? I said, because I'm always watching every, not watching, like I've never gone, well, I can't believe you did that. No, I just need to know so I can properly make sure we have what we need, where we are, where we were, and where we're going. So, so every penny. You know, there's no surprises in the Bradley household because I'm considering the entire finances. <laughs> I don't make decisions based on what we have in the bank because what we, I have to project what we got to pay next week, the week after, the week after that, next month, everything. Like two, two a T, same thing with the church. You know, I don't go, yeah, we got this amount in the bank. No, we got $40,000 of expenses coming up here. And, well, more than 40 because we have uh, uh, the anniversary coming. Outside of that, just the stuff that we had to prepare. So I, I, I'm looking at all of that. 
So somebody asked me a question, I'm considering the whole. You, you see what I'm saying? All right, you, you got me, right? All right, so this is what God does. And, and, and so when I was thinking over this, I thought about, well, me and my wife in the early years, because uh, they just was uh, celebrating or just uh, acknowledge, James acknowledged we've been married for 30 years, um, the 21st of August, right? And so married 30 years. So, and, and we're the best of friends. So sometimes from afar, because, you know, people want a fulfilling relationship, you go, oh, 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 that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it doesn't, it's not just like we met and then, <laughs> and you, tweety, 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 like butterflies and all that. No, no, it's a process. Like, 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 like we, we had to go in, you know, and then you got two A personalities, so we went in, you know, like. Like, you tripping, yo, you tripping. <laughs> Who you think you talk? You ain't my daddy, you ain't my mama. Right, so we, we going in. You know, we kind of like, really, like we had to go through a process to the Lord was like, y'all finished? We gonna do it my way? Yeah. Then the, the other part is you got different processes. So you have a single mom that was used to doing things the way she wanted, any way she wanted. Then you got me coming along. Hey, we probably want to do this anyway. Hold on, brother. I, I got my system. You messing up my system. I don't care what your system is. This is how we going to win. Well, I ain't trying to do, do all that. So, so we battling, right? Now, battling normally ends up in what? An argument, right? Y'all know what arguments look like, right? Yeah. You just saw it just recently. Y'all know what an argument is, right? Y'all know what an argument is, right? Yes. Hey, y'all be trying to act like y'all know what I'm talking about. You just had one the other day, right? So, so, all right, so we, 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 we battling. And in the early years, remember, she's the fire, I'm the focus. So fire just be just burning up all over the place, right? <laughs> Stella's like, hey, man, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Well, to the, 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 the patient take three months for the volcano to explode me, it's, before we get to the three months, there's a whole lot of firecrackers going on, right? And so when I got, uh, I'm gonna call it resistant, you know, I could be scary, right? See, I knew somebody was gonna say amen. I was just. Isaac said that? Yeah, Isaac said that. That's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But that's cool. I could be scary. Like, if I get to the three months and the volcano erupted, everybody running. You know, like if it was just a volcano and the lava, everybody running, Stella, everybody. Ah! He's lost his mind, right? But before all that, I'm a logical thinking person. She was, you know, more emotional. So while we're in this discussion, because the firecracker is going off, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, because I haven't exploded, right? Just three months hadn't hit, but we're in the first two weeks. I'm like, I was like, how did this, how did this originate? Now, you know, when you're emotional, somebody asks you how it originate, you're smart. You're going to think through it originated from me just being emotional. But you ain't going to say that, though, right? Because you lose the argument. So you're going to create either diversions or, or you're going to try to find something wrong with the person. Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
right? Okay, sister. Thank you, sister. I get an amen. We, oh, thank, thank you, Stella. Thank you. She said, we know. Right, Marcus? You're good. I'm helping you out, man. You should, you should feed me dinner today. All right, so y'all got me so far, right? Well, I have a, uh, I, I'm a different guy. You know, I'm a character, okay? So, you know, when I worked in corrections, I had to come up with catchphrases to get them to understand what I wanted because I stopped cursing. So, but I wanted them to know I was about business. So I might come up with, well, I can't say it now, but, uh, okay, I'm going to say it without saying it. So I would go, oh, you punk iggers ain't going to be happy until I knock one of y'all out. But that's just me not cursing, but, like, if I said that, you'd be like, oh, he ain't playing. He just called me a punk igger, right? <laughs> no, 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 I never said that to her. What I'm saying, my phrase, my phrase with my wife would be, it wouldn't be how it originated, because that wasn't working no more. I was like, well, how did this argument originate? That wasn't working no more. So I was like, don't put the cord in the machine, you don't want to play the game. I'm going to repeat it. Now, now, this is older times, you guys, I guess you guys have cards or you do stuff on the internet, but back in the day... When you play pinball and stuff like that, you have to put a quarter in the machine. So I would say, babe, how did this argument start? Then I was like, hold on a second. So I said, maybe I can get it with this one. Don't put the quarter in the machine if you don't want to play the game. So if you initiate this conversation, you get in the whole package, right? So maybe if you change the initiation, we can change the results. But once the game is on, we're going to play. Now, y'all think I'm talking about me and Pastor Mel in an argument back in the day. When you consider the whole and you backtrace your steps, you're going to find where you put that cord in the machine and you started the game that's going on in your life right now. But when we don't consider the whole, we're, we're, we're clueless. Why is this game playing? Why is this thing happening to me in my life? Not knowing the whole time we dropped that cord in the machine. So that's why the game is playing, all right? So I used us, you know, but I wanted y'all to see that, all right? So backtracing is putting a quarter in the machine, right? Seeing where you did it, right? So backtracking, so we're talking about considering the whole, <laughs> so on vacation this week, I ain't did no cardio. Like, I, I'm, I'm breathing hard, right? For real, like, <laughs> bang, bang. <I> just <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> so backtracking or considering the whole has, has primarily two sides to it, okay? All right, so you have what my wife highlights a lot. And why hasn't my notes changed? Hold on a second. So I think if I go with this version, hold on. All right, none of my notes changed. All right, that's cool. All right, so uh, we have two sides. You have the righteous acts of God, right? That when we backtrack, we can what? Rehearse the righteous acts of God. That's Judges 5.11, right? But then you have the other side of backtracking is the unrighteous acts of men. So when we backtrack to consider the whole picture, we're either going to see how God has been moving the whole time, David, or we can see how 
we have been disobedient the whole time. We're going to see one or the other, right, when we backtrack. Like, we could backtrack and we'll see the breakfast. Oh, man, God has been here with me the whole time. You ever just realize, the whole time God been here with me. Or you can backtrack and be like, that's where it happened. That right, right there. You can see it right in there. That's when things shifted. Right? So, 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 I, so that, obe- that obedience right there. So, so you know, now, uh, and it's getting to this place where computers, you'll just see in space. Like you could just see in space. There's a minority report where they take the computer and they could just, you know, Iron Man, take the computer, just bring it up. And you could just start making moves in space. Right? And so, so if we did that right now, what we would do is we would take this small molecule, and this is what they do with the new computers, small molecule, and they, they, it's like a, 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 a touchscreen in midair. But you, you have these uh, mechanisms on that move just like virtual reality. It move with your hand. So you could take it, you could take the small molecule of your life and expand it to consider the whole. And as you, as you can expand it, you can kind of pull things out to, to, to find out down the path of where things went off. And you'll find at this spot right here of disobedience is what triggered this whole process. Now, we're not going back like some uh, therapists do to stay there. We're going back to recognize at this point where the disobedience was, one, to know what to repent for. Remember, unrepentant sin. Remember that message, right? Or to know what obedience we need to fulfill, having a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled, right? We're trying to recognize that, but we're not trying to, we're not operating like children and just blowing it off or sweeping it under the rug. We want to embrace this. Not, not to, oh, I can't believe I did that. No, no, we're not doing that. We're just recognizing it, me, Asian, saying, hey, oh, oh, it makes sense now. I repent or, oh, I, oh, I can still be obedient here. Oh, I can, I, can, I can, listen, you know, sometimes we might have to go to the people that we rejected and go, hey, I was in pride. I was in fear. Slightly delusional, but I was tripping. I apologize. I guarantee you some momentum will start taking place in your life. Right? Because you're carrying around a lot. And then you're not humble enough to let the people know, hey, I'm tripping. I was tripping. You know, I just didn't want to hear that right at that time. Right? You been there before? You been there before? All right. If you would have said no, I'd have told all your business. Right? All right. So, 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 this, so when we backtrack, we want to check the seeds we've sown. See, so we're living in the harvest. But sometimes we're going, okay, what's that right there? We don't, sometimes we're not checking the seeds we sow. Galatians 6, Galatians 6. Uh, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Classic Version. Galatians 6, verse 7, okay? Galatians 6, verse 7. Even so, I, I know the King James Version says, God is not mocked whatsoever you sow, you shall reap, right? That's the King James Version. But let's look, let's look at this from the, the, the Classic Amplified Version. It says this, it says, do not be deceived, right? 
do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions. You know, pretension is a pretense. That's a front, right? Or it says pretensions or professions. It says, or by his precepts being set aside. So God is not mocked if we decide not to do the word, if we decide not to be obedient to the word, if we decide not to apply the word, subject ourselves to the, to, to the message or the messenger. God's not mocked. God ain't even sweating. Because whatsoever we sow, we're going to reap. All right, so it says this. It says he, and, and he, the person that does this, inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that, look at this, and that only is what he will reap. So we might want to go see the seeds we've sown. Sometimes we're complaining as if it's not fair that we're here, but we don't look at the disobediencies we sown. We don't look at the messages we rejected, the wisdom that God has sent to us that we, ain't nobody need to do it. Don't take all that. Well, I ain't doing it that way. We don't realize we're going to reap what we sow. Listen, I had a, I had a conversation last night uh, with my son, and without being all detailed, I can simplify it with this. Dad, I've been thinking about you all day. And I've been thinking about what I took you through. And the reason why I'm thinking about it is because of what I'm going through. And what I realize is I'm reaping what I sow. When my son was younger, I don't know, he might have been a teenager. We was in the car. It's our first house. I got, I got vivid memory. We was in the driveway. We ain't had no garage at the first house. We were in the driveway, and I said, son, I said, because this is when he started shifting, because my son was handling his business. He started shifting. I said, son, I said, you might want to shift to do what God wants you to do. Oh, well, dad, I'm still blessed. I'm still blessed. I said, you're blessed because of the seeds you sowed. I said, but you're going to reap a harvest for the seeds you're sowing right now, too. You're looking at what's happening in your life, and you think, well, I'm not doing everything I'm supposed to do, but things are going pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, that's the harvest of the seeds that was sown. But you're about to reap a harvest for these seeds, too. He's like, you know, I, dad, I, dad. I said, I said son, some things you're going to get now. This was that day. When you're watching this, you remember. I said, some things you're going to get now. Some things you're going to get tomorrow. Some things you're going to get next week. Some things you're going to get years from now. Some things you ain't even going to get until you have a son too. He got a little uneasy when I said that. Almost like, it ain't going to take for me to get a son for me to get it. But there's some stuff that he gets right now because he has a son too. Do you got to go through that? For you to get humble, do you got to go through the anguish of the harvest of the seeds you're sowing right now? God's not mocked. Listen, the reason why we love you no matter what, because we're just being obedient to God. 
When you, when you combat what we're offering you, are you being obedient to God or are you just trying to comfort self? Self versus God is a loss. All right, I just, just, I just process through it. Just process through it. See, back, see, see, we got to think about the seeds we've sown. What about the treasures we've stored away in our hearts? See, there's things that, you know, tre- all treasure isn't good. There's things that we've stored in our hearts because we open ourselves up to stuff and then we just dismiss it. Open ourselves up to stuff, dismiss it. Open ourselves up to stuff, dismiss it. Well, that stuff is still being stored. Just like eating bad food. You take it in, leave it off to the side. Take it in, because your body goes, what do I do with this? No, I just store it over there. What do I do with this? I just store it over there. Well, what do I do? Just store it. So, so you start to build up toxins, which later becomes cancer. Like, the, but, but you, you, listen, I always use this example. If you took a piece of steak and just threw it over there in the corner, just left it there. It's just going to be okay. It's going to rot. Do you think your body is a refrigerator, a freezer? No, if you just take something in your body and leave it there, it's going to eventually rot. Now, I talked about meat, but it's the same thing when you take in the wrong things from the world. It starts to corrupt you. Right? So, so, okay. Matthew 12. Let's go to Matthew 12. This isn't consideration of the whole. So this is not putting nobody down. This is like God is saying, man, my children are going through stuff. My people perish for lack of knowledge. I don't need my children uh, in anguish. So maybe if I, if, 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 if I challenge them to look at the whole picture, they can backtrack and find out uh, what's the requisite obedience for them to get out of this mess or the repentance. Right? Does that make a little bit of sense? So it's, it can be somewhat convicting, but it's not convicting like, what's wrong with you? You're going to hell. It's not like that. It's like, hey, slow down. Pay attention. You probably want to get off this road. Right? You probably want to turn around. Change lanes. Follow another path. Right? That's all it is. You still got the choice to go, now nah, I'm good. But while you're saying you're good, remember you reap what you're sowing. Okay? Is that, is that fair? Okay. Fair to some, maybe not fair to others. All right, so, uh, so verse 33, Matthew 12, 33. So it, says, it opens up with, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. So, so we have the choice of what type of tree. The Bible says we shall be like trees, planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth our fruit in our season, right? So once we, wherever we plant ourselves or whatever resources we pull on, that's the fruit we're going to produce, right? We're like trees. So it's, so it's telling us, hey, tree. Because the Bible is speaking to us. Hey, tree, either make the fruit good or make it bad. Right? You have a choice of what type of tree you're going to be. 
right? Verse 34. It says, O generation of vipers. So it's saying this is a generation of vipers. It says, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? It says, but I, it says, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So what treasures are we storing? That's what we're going to bring forth. When you squeeze, what you stored is what comes out. Not what you want to come out, not what you think is going to come out, what you stored. Uh, you know, our former pastor at the last church, we, we had a, a basketball program. So he'd come to the game sometime, and he would see different um, members of the church on the basketball court than he saw at church. And he was like, Keith, what's going on here? And I just looked. I said, pressure reveals character. I said, so what you see out here are the real people. What you saw in church was the pretense. But under pressure, you show enough, show enough going to know who you with. Like I was, I, I, that was my thing. I love playing, but I also love being on the court because I can assess the leaders that I was designed to serve. Because pressure reveals character. That ain't no new person. That's the real person. That, that, that ain't just, oh man, you know, the guy hit me in my head, so I cursed. No, 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 no. They curse. They've been suppressing the cursing when they're around you. Under pressure, cursing coming out. Violence coming out. Cheating comes out. Right? Because that's what's being stored. So, again, that's not you evil, you just said, no. What that saying is, hey, what's coming out of me? I need to go, I need to consider the whole, backtrace my steps and see what treasure am I storing? What am I absorbing on a consistent basis? See, some people are like this. They like zombies. You know why they're zombies? Because they're, they're storing things that bind them up from being free. But they feel good. They look good. Sometimes it even tastes good. But guess what? It's not if it look good, taste good, smell good, or whatever. Does it free you or does it bind you? Right? So sometimes we're storing bondage. All right? You got me? Now let's go to Ecclesiastes 5. In consideration of the whole, challenges us to what? Backtrack. Not backtrack for condemnation, but for us to discover, hmm, oh, how about this one? We've heard this before. Where did I go wrong? You ever been in a situation, you'd be like, where did I go wrong? All right, so so uh, I use Kalina because she says she, uh, she was growing she was in some situations where she realized um, uh, an angel had told her something, but she, didn't, she wasn't obedient, right? Uh, so I was in quite a few relationships where I got a warning. I ain't listen. There's only one relationship I've ever been in my life that, that I sense peace, my wife. It's the only relationship. The other relationships looked right on the outside, but there was stuff screaming at me on the inside. I overrode the inner man because I wasn't really that sensitive to the inner man anyway, and just roll with, 
surely this has to be wonderful. <laughs> right? My, on my wife's situation, she was beautiful, but all the training I had of what you're supposed to be with, I'm talking about how, uh, uh, how people operate and how people moved. She moved different. She moved exactly what I needed, but I didn't know that. So I'm like, okay, she, she don't move like what I'm supposed to be looking for. She's beautiful. There's a spiritual connection. So now I'm not getting the outside confirmation from how she moved, but everything on the inside is like, are you out of your mind? This is the person I designed you to be with. You see, you, you see what I'm saying? Like it's a whole nother flow. And so now you start to look, you start to look at your life and you're like, how did I get all these crazy situations? How did I get here? Why does she have to deal with all the baggage I brought, brought, I brought along? You know why? Because I made a wrong turn. So now I have to open my life up, consider the whole, backtrack to, to why am I getting up while I'm talking to her, keep looking out the window, checking on my car. I backtrack to people kept stealing my car in New Jersey. Not that you tripping, girl. This is what people do. You need to be checking on your car too, right? Because that's the response we have, right? When somebody points out what we're doing, we're going, What's, ain't nothing wrong with me. You, you don't check on your car? No, immediately I go, uh-oh, what am I doing? Let me backtrack. Why am I buying her stuff? And then I, whoa, 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 whoa. I better back up. She might try to take advantage. You know, she, I don't want her to think it's always going to be like that. Would you just going to just get what you take with you? You roll like that, don't you? <laughs> right. And God said, how can your wife take advantage of you? That would be like you taking advantage of yourself. So I had to backtrack and look at that too. Why am I so protective? Why am I only giving 70 and holding back 30? To every situation I'm in. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm doing the figures wrong. I probably was giving 30 and holding back 70. But for conversation, I just switched it. <laughs> right. Why am I doing that? Why do I trust my protective custody more than giving myself to these situations? Why? What's going on with me that I'm not free to even deal with the cracks? Transparently. We're pastor in the church. We're leading people and, and, and the success of this ministry is everybody in agreement. So we got to depend on everybody. And I'm an exhaustive thinker. I consider everything, Terrell, everything. Like I'm, my mind is like, like a computer. So where God works with me is, dude, you can consider all that stuff you want. I got this. You got to relax. Let, hey, let it play itself out. That's my line now, right? Let it play itself out. Now, what I can participate in and add to and what I can, can control, I can, but what I can't, I used to try to be figuring that out too. But I can't control it. So I got to let go. What'd you say? You got to float. There's a message out there called the let go. That's where it came from. It didn't came from me trying to fix y'all. It came from me trying to get myself together. I got to let go. Liberty, 
Listen, remember my message used to say, if you used to call me up, you'd be like, walk in liberty. The, the whole liberty message, oh, that's like the 10th, 12th time I've taught on that. But you know, the first time I taught on it, it was God telling me to be free. He's like, dude, you're making a whole lot of decisions based on what everybody else think. No, not people, you're going to do this. Oh, I ain't that guy. You ain't going to force me to do anything. No, I'm thinking I'm free, but I'm making decisions because I've considered how everybody processed things. Well, I want them to think that. Don't want this person to think that. Well, if you do this, they may think that. Leave a conversation. Now you're walking away. You're considering what everybody else possibly processed and ain't talked to one person. Well, they probably got offended. Well, this person probably was thinking this. Well, you know, well, this person over here. Oh, man, you think they got offended because I said I was talking to this person about they wait. I didn't think about that they was big. Oh, man, they probably upset. Maybe I should call them and apologize that I didn't consider them when I was talking about wait. You know, oh, 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 within this person over here, I said this. Oh, you know what? I, in hindsight, they spoke to me. But I was so locked in what I was doing, I didn't speak back. I, mean, I should call him and tell him I apologize for not speaking back. And I really wasn't trying not to speak to him because I didn't consider them. You know, you know, now I'm ministering. Oh, man, do you think that was too harsh? Oh, you know, you know, well, you know, it might have been a little bit too much sarcasm there. Well, you know what? That, you know, they, they might not stay at the church because ain't nobody talking about this type of stuff. You know, maybe I should water that down. Well, maybe I should not just have all the strong messages in a row. Maybe I should give them like a nice cute message. You know what I'm saying? Just so, you know, it kind of balances it out. Not give them what they need in the moment. Do you know when a child is tripping, they may have to have 15 spankers in a row. Do you know that? Yeah, you probably don't realize that. It might be a concentrated, we getting whoopings. Every time. But you understand how we roll, that's probably enough. I don't want to abuse the child. So I'm going to lead the devil in there? The Bible says beat the child and they shall not die. Yeah, drive that devil out. Whatever it takes to drive, may take 25 spankings, but that devil going to be gone. Then you're going to have years of not having to drive the devil out. Same thing in church. Sometimes you might have your 25 spankings in a row. But what, what you're going to say to yourself, hold on, bro. Every time I come to church, I get a spanking. But if you consider the whole, what seeds did you sow? Where you're storing in your heart. How long has it been in your heart? How long you been sowing the seeds? See, if I consider the whole, I'm going, oh, bro, 25 spankings ain't enough. We need to get this out of me. If I can get it out myself, I would. So <laughs> spank me. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Tiana, it's not that funny. <laughs> but, but you understand what I'm saying? Like when you look at the whole... You're welcoming what's coming at you. But when you're not looking at the hole, you're going. <laughs> Trina said, get it out of me. No, but when you're not looking at the hole, you're like, really? Every time I come to church, Pastor Keith. See, you don't, you think Pastor Keith is, is just focusing on you. He's being obedient to God. I, don't, I wasn't there. I was not there when you did it. 
but, but I, I mean, physically, I wasn't there, right? I'm, I'm just, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, what's out there, Josh? Right, but what, what you just said in your head is like I was there, right? But I wasn't there. I'm just being obedient to God, right? And it's not customized on your comfort. It's what's needed. And the reason why we keep having all these messages, <laughs> felt like George Jefferson. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, the reason why we keep having all these messages is because, like, my wife said this the other day, we determine how long we're in the wilderness. We determine how long we got to get these messages. <laughs> What'd you say? She <laughs> said, beat it out. What'd you say, Trina? Get it out. All right, so Ecclesiastes 5. Ecclesiastes 5. Now, listen, you have a pastor, pastors, just willing to do whatever it takes. So I just have to look back. Ask my son. Me and my son, we have a great relationship. I'm going to just give you what you need. I'm just going to look back. And the trip is you, you miss out. I told my, 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 uh, this is my granddaughter or my grandson this week. I was like, y'all don't understand. Like, I got a son. He's playing basketball, which I like, for his high school team. And I'm sitting in the stands and can't cheer. I can't go, whoo! We worked on that move. I can't say nothing. Because his head would get this big. So I'm like, man, I can't even enjoy. Like I was looking forward to, you know, just like enjoying like, whoa, what, what? Whoa, oh, oh, he can't touch you. I can't, I can't say nothing. Because his head was shh. So I'm sitting there and I know he looking like, don't my dad care? Yes, I got to do this your whole basketball career. No, 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 not. That should be enough. I'm, I'm going to have a good time on this one. No, I got to do this to his entire high school, all the way through college. I got to do the whole. Why? Because I was doing what was best for him. He could have stopped it a long time ago, embraced the humility, live in the humility, then I could enjoy myself too. Y'all still think I'm talking about my son? Okay, good. Ecclesiastes 5. Let's, let's get to Ecclesiastes 5. Make sense? All right, let's see. Uh, this is probably the amplifier version, I believe. It says, guard your steps. 5-1. I didn't say? All right, my bad. So 5-1. Uh, I believe this is classic amplified. Uh, I didn't write it here, but I believe it is. Uh, guard your steps and focus on what you are doing as you go into the house of God. Guard your steps and what? Focus on what you're doing as you go into the house of God and draw near to listen rather than offer the careless or irreverent sacrifice of fools. So I said, when I show up at God's house, I'm considering a whole. I'm considering what I'm doing. So I'm going to receive the message different. 
But if I'm ignorant or I'm totally like, I'm walking on water, I'm walking on water, like now I'm showing up giving a sacrifice of fools. Like I'm not, it's not genuine, it's not true. I'm not feeling it because I'm not there. I'm in the building, but I'm not present because I'm in pretend, right? This is just the Bible. It says, uh, draw near, it says, draw near to listen rather than offer the, sac- the, the careless and irreverent sacrifice of fools. For they, they are too or also ignorant to know they are doing evil. Right? Ignorant to the evil they're doing. Do not be hasty with your mouth. Speaking, this is still in the house of God, speaking careless words or vows or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter before God. For God is in heaven and you are on the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. For the dream cometh comes through much effort and the voice of a fool through many words. It says, when you make a vow or a pledge to God, do not put off paying it. For God takes no pleasure in fools. This is what fools are. Who thoughtlessly mock him. Pay what you vow, it is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Now, I ask you to check the seeds we sowing. ask you to check what we're storing in our heart. How many times we done told God what we're going to do and didn't do it? How many times we done told God what we're going to do in his house and didn't do it? How many times we done told God what we're going to do in our life and didn't do it? So now we're looking at, we, we're looking for things to break through. But if we consider the whole, if we backtrack, our disobedience was right at the vow that we offered. Like, but see, we just be throwing stuff out there. Listen, we're going to figure out how to do what we'll call mic check. Somebody can write that down. We're going to call it mic check. Well, we could just check the mic. When people are in situations, we can help you. Let's check the mic. The mic will tell you how many times people have said stuff, breakthroughs and revelations, and their actions was totally opposite of what they communicated. But they're not tracing back what's happening now to what they communicated then. I realize, you know, God done came through for me, and man, you know, and I've just been out here chasing the wrong thing, I should be chasing the king, and I'm going to be chasing the king. And, you know, now I realize the king is the king, is the king. And then we go back out chasing the things. And then we don't backtrack when stuff is happening to what are we doing? <laughs> it's just... You felt that I saw it. All right, let's go to Romans 10, okay? Romans 10. Consideration of the whole, right? Consideration of the whole. Again, this is not to condemn. This is is spiritual diagnostics. Right? Do you get offended when when a guy says, man, you ain't been changing your oil? You curse him out? You ask him to fix it, and then you say to yourself, what? I need to be changing my oil. You get offended when the guy says, you didn't rotate your tires. That's why your tires are off balance and you don't wore your tire out on one side. You got good tread on, on three quarters of the tire. 
But since you didn't have them balanced, your tire been leaning for the last probably year. You don't wore out the sidewall. So we got to replace the tire even though the rest of the tire has good trade. Did you balance your tires? Do you get offended? No. You ask them, give me a new tire, and then what do you say to yourself? I got to rotate my tires. But do you do it? I slipped that in there because some people don't even rotate their tires even though they know they should. Right? Because you ain't got time for that, right? You got time to pay that bill? When that engine blow up, you got time to pay that bill? Well, you might want to change your oil. All right. All right, so... Ooh. 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 You might want to change your oil. All right, okay. Anyway, did I get that one? You said we, you represented it for everybody? All right. We'll go with that. Romans 10, starting with verse 1. Uh, this is the classic Amplified for sure. Romans 10, starting with verse 1. It said, brethren, with all my heart's desire and goodwill for Israel, I long, I long and pray to God that they may be saved. It says, I bear them witness that they have a certain zeal and enthusiasm for God but it is not enlightened and according to correct and vital knowledge. So what I'm saying is these people that generally say and believe they love God, they have a zeal, right? It says an enthusiasm for God. It says, but it is not enlightened zeal and enthusiasm and it's not according to correct, correct and vital knowledge. This piece is missing. So they're thinking they should get the results or the reward for their zeal and enthusiasm and don't realize what's missing. So now they're complaining, I don't understand why this is happening to me. I go to church. I'm at Bible study fellowship. I pray for a couple of people this week. You know, matter of fact, I hooked somebody up this week. So that zeal and enthusiasm is, is, is wonderful, but if it's not according to enlightenment, Clear thinking and the knowledge of God is misplaced. And if you backtrack, you'll see how it's misplaced. Doing the right things the wrong way. Doing the right things with the wrong application. Doing the right things with the wrong motive. If we backtrack, consider the whole, we'll discover these things not as a a, con a condemnation, but, oh, this is the tweak. Oh, man, I get it. I didn't realize that. I'm not rolling the right way here. Keeping it real, I'm just surfacing everything I'm doing. It ain't even real to me. Honestly, I probably need to go to the altar because I don't even believe in God. Do you understand? People have been in church for years, served in health ministry. And has never really believed God because the enlightenment didn't kick in and they don't have a true knowledge of God. Because belief in God looks like something. That's why I mentioned Trina on Wednesday. Her message was, who will believe the report? Belief looks like something. How do I know I believe the report? They come by your house and they go, there's been a lot of burglaries in this neighborhood. You might want to get a security system. If you believe the report, what do you do? Get a security system. 
You know why they told you that? So you can get a security system. They ain't just walk in your house, hey, you need to get a security system. Yeah, just because they're good things to have. No, they got to create something for you to believe. Right? We jump on the fear. You need to buy this insurance. You need to get the security. You need to do that. We jump on that. Oh, oh, you need to do that. And if you don't do that, you know, they're crashing the banks. Get your money. Put it in the mattress. Like, you, you believe that stuff. What about what the word, word, the word says? You believe something that has not happened. That have, you've never experienced. But somebody told you. Before 2000, you couldn't find no uh, canned foods or water. You know why? Because it was the millennium. Everybody's waiting for the whole world to crash. They believe. People had bunkers at their house. They probably still eating off that food. <laughs> 23 years later. But they believe something. Why can't we believe God? You say, if you backtrack, you'll see where your belief got off. And a lot of times you'll see somebody done told you something that, that short-circuited your software. That got you not to believe in what God designed. And we're going to talk about faithfulness uh, on Wednesday. But what we're going to find out is you've, we, a lot of us have been tricked that we're not enough. That's why you're depressed. You're looking for something you already have. That's why most of us are depressed. That's why most of us sign on to eclectic stuff, uh, 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 Marilyn Manson stuff, cults, all types of stuff, because we don't think what God designed is enough. So we start to, listen, do you know they, they're making billions of dollars of people changing who they are? And we're not just talking about sex changes. We're talking about just changing who they are. You know, uh, uh, blowing up their lips and blowing up their face. <laughs> no, for real. Like, you, if you really watch people on TV now, you can see where, like, they look like somebody uh, put silly putty inside their skin. Otherwise, interpreted as Botox. Right, right. But do you understand when you do stuff like that, it's, you, you've injected something dead into your body. But your body is alive. So it keeps changing. What's dead can't keep up with it. That's why you, now you've invested in something that you got to keep spending money on to keep up with it. Do you understand that? Right? And then, you know, I guarantee you people are backtracing. Soon as I didn't believe, I'm going to say it this way, my butt was enough. <laughs> it's been costing me ever since. <laughs> It depends on how you take that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where was we? <laughs> Where was we? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So according to vital and according to correct and vital knowledge, it says, for being ignorant of the righteousness that God ascribes, which makes one acceptable to him in word, thought, and deed. It says, in seeking to establish a righteousness and means of salvation of their own, they, they did not obey or submit themselves to God's righteousness. So it's saying, like, like it's saying that people have come to the house with zeal. They're not getting the results, Stella. 
they're all zealous and they're like, this ain't, this ain't working. So now they open themselves up to options, right? The options compromise, right? Now, now, now we're all up in a compromise, right? Now we're ignorant to the righteousness that God prescribes. We're just totally ignorant to that. The, 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 the consider the whole. So, so people create their own righteousness. People are living out their own righteousness. Like we have something that God gave us to help people to be fulfilled. Like even with uh, premarital courtship, some people don't do it. They do their own righteousness. We have uh, things that people ascribe here at, the, here at the church. We talked about it in the, in the training track and stuff like that. But even not the training track. We have discipleship classes for a reason. People decide whether they're going to participate. Guess what? We have helps meeting for a reason. So we, the whole team can know how to flow. But you know, we get questions about why things are being done the way they're done that was answered in the meeting. We, we get questions, how come this person's flourishing? Because they came to the meeting. They understood the value of helps. They understood the other knowledge, not just what you like to do. See, that's zeal, right? Enthusiasm to do what you like to do. But the little ancillary things, we, we, we blow off. I showed up at the helps meeting. I'm the pastor of the church. I show up for the discipleship classes. The reason why I know Trina did well, I listened to the message. I listen to James' message, minister's message. Fast week, I'm here. So I'm not asking nobody to do nothing that I'm not ascribing myself. But listen, I have a wonderful life. I don't have half of the tangible things some of y'all have in the room. I guarantee you my bank account is nowhere close to half of y'all in the room. But I, listen, I have a wonderful life. I ain't looking over my shoulder. I have a wonderful life with my wife. Why? Because I'm just doing it God's way. I'm going at his pace. We talked about that. Listen, I'm not trying to be the hare. I'm, I'll be the turtle as long as I got God. That's the thing. I got, we got God. Do you understand? See, consider the whole. These little details will slow you down. See, you miss the details when you're rushing past them to get what you want for your own righteousness. Then you ask yourself, Pastor Mel opens her mouth and the atmosphere changed. Well, I don't understand why the atmosphere didn't change when I opened my mouth. The details that you're rushing past that she's not. Just rushing past the details. For what? Where are you going? You're going someplace where you're going to be sent back to get the details that you rushed past. Right now, you know, you know, you know why you're funky? Because you're like, man, and I got to go back and get some stuff, but I've gotten so far. No, you're not. You're not even there. You feel you're there. You're not solid there. Strong wind blow, you gone. You're not anchored because you missed the details. Go back and get the details. Listen, you understand, like, you just got to do it. This, I, I miss stuff. Like, I, I'm like you. Oh, man. But, I, but how I think. I got to get it. It's just not going to happen if I don't get it. I got to do it. Like Saturday night, this stuff I want to skip. 
I can't skip it. If I skip it, it's going to change my whole Sunday morning. I can't do that. I got to go back and fix it. I got to go back and take care of the details. We talk about it around here all the time. Man, I can see a painting that's not symmetric and, and, and off. Right? <laughs> These things, man. Turn the thing off. It's doing SOS. Maybe I'm yelling too much. Maybe you think something wrong. Help. <laughs> but, but go back in the details. That's excellence. Attention to detail. Daniel had an excellent spirit. He didn't go past the details. He stopped to make sure he took the details with them. Because that was going to make sure his visit wasn't temporary into the promised land. You see the difference? So I'm not putting you down. It's just we got we, we to come out of that little funk, that pride, that I ain't doing that. L- listen, I don't just bust you out, but I see it all the time. Like, man, I ain't doing that. No, I ain't doing that. That ain't me. What you, but but you, you like a walking zombie. You, you, or if you're not a walking zombie, like a roller coaster ride. Like, we up today, down today, uh, sideways tomorrow. Like... No, no, this ain't that type of life. You build on this life, but you can't skip the details. Everybody doesn't have to walk on water. We're not asking to walk. You better try. You better try. Splash something. <laughs> Get wet, right? But we're not even trying because we say, I don't want to fail. So I'm not even making an effort, so I got to excuse the details, so now I'm not required of them, and now I don't have to worry about messing up. It ain't on you. Be confident in this very thing that he that's begun a good work you will perform it to the day of Christ Jesus. He'll work in you to will and to do his good pleasure. Philippians 1, 6, Philippians 2, 12, 13. But you got to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holding acceptable unto him. Our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. I guarantee the Holy Spirit ain't going to miss no details. Trina's has been teaching the last couple of weeks. He'll show you things to come. He'll teach you all things. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. But you got to yield to the Holy Spirit. And you ain't getting to him without giving your life to Christ. You, you, you see what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't want nobody to miss out. I've been this way my whole life. Since I was young. I don't want nobody to miss out. Even if the person's tripping on me, I'm like, man, I can't lead a person out there. Listen, man, if you just did this, it'll be fine. I was on a basketball team. I'm playing on the team. This is in college. They would tell the other player stuff to do against me. Oh, you probably want to do this. You probably want to do that. I'm like, hello, I'm here. Like, I'm listening too. At this stage of this person's career, I knew them. They were going to do what the, what the coaches told them the very next play. Well, guess what? I'm waiting for you. I took the person to eat. They were playing ahead of me. You would think I'd be like, good, he keep doing this. Matter of fact, one time they said, if you can't bring the ball over half court, we're going to need another person to do it. I was like, well, you ain't bringing it over half court then. I'm going to take it every time. That day, I did. I took the person to eat and said, hey, man, this is what the issue is. Every time they tell you stuff, you do it the next play. I'm waiting on that. I said, don't do it. 
Take it as something you can apply and find the proper time to apply. Did you see what I said? Don't just do it. It don't fit there. And I'm waiting for you. It's information you could, you, you're supposed to have. Now it has to be applied a certain way. But look, I'm, I'm helping a person. I wasn't even living for God. I was wilding out and I still, I can't help it. I can't see people without information. I just can't do it. It's just, it's, it's not, God made me that way. But you know, there's some people that be like, good, as soon as they fall, I'm going to get right in on that spot. Do you understand somebody's going to be watching you doing the same thing? Waiting to get your spot? And you just created a situation where nobody's ever going to sustain anything because we're selfish. The details all these things we need to do so we can possibly be fulfilled. It ain't God. I stopped by to tell you, it ain't God. It's us. We are, we are afraid to yield because of how people have treated us. God ain't people. Give them a shot. Then you can justify it. But see, now some of y'all think you gave them shots, but if you go back and consider the whole you ain't been all in ever. You ain't ever been all in, but you want all in results. It just doesn't happen that way. And then why are you standing on the sidelines? What, what, what are you processing through that can make you think what you have on the sidelines can gain you more than you getting in the game with God? Right? Just think about it. Listen. Love you from wherever you are right now. That's not going to change. You hear the message, set a target. Everybody ain't going to walk on water because you heard the message. But at least take a step. Like, like find something you can do and do it every day for God. I don't care if you read half of a verse a day. You can do that. That takes all of like 15 seconds. You can give God 15 seconds. And hopefully you'll build on that. But find something you can give God every day and then build on it. You'll look up and you find yourself living a life you never thought possible. That's for everybody in here, every level. Go beyond where you're at with God, wherever that is. Go beyond that. Hey, maybe not watch it this time. How about that? Like, 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 even if you get engaged watching it, shut it off. Just try it. Just try shutting it off. You'll, you'll find the strength you didn't know you had. Try, try changing the channel. Try focusing on something else. But every time you got free time, that doesn't mean I got to watch booty time. That's only for guys I know, but... <laughs> But, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, like all free time is not porn, okay? All right, is that better? Does that get everybody in? That's male and female, right? It's male and female, right? Yeah. Like, like that's what I mean. Because sometimes we're, we're, we're being distracted by these things. And now, it's, when we were young, James, you couldn't watch some of this stuff on regular TV. You had to have cable, HBO. <laughs> now you can watch it on your phone. But that stuff is diversions, it's distractions. Hey, so just ignore it. How about one time? Just try it. Just try ignoring it. 
right? Hey, how about eating the whole meal and not the biscuits? How about that? Just maybe just put the biscuits down. <laughs> you know, so, no, what I'm saying is you can't go from one extreme to the other, but do something you can, master that, and then build on it. Master that and then build on it. Master that and then build on it. But you can't go, man, I'm never going to be able to do this. Man, you're going to overwhelm yourself. Do what you can do and don't go backwards. Whatever you do, don't go backwards. So that means if you can't read 25 chapters a day, don't start there. Start with what you can do and then build on it. Now, I'm saying this, I try to cover everything because, you know, we're watching stuff, we're participating in stuff, we're listening to stuff, we're justifying stuff, and then we don't understand it's weakening us. Mrs. Lamar talked about the last days coming. Man, some of us are going to be like, I ain't got no more time. No, no, I need more time. I need more time. No, you got the time you have like we all do. Maximize your time. Right? All right, stand your feet. That's all. That's all.